Juggling. In its literal sense, the skill of keeping several objects, typically balls, in motion in the air using hands or other parts of the body. In a figurative sense, juggling can also refer to the management or handling of multiple tasks and responsibilities at the same time. Therefore, a person who is juggling is trying to balance and handle various commitments and demands simultaneously. The question is, how can we go about our daily routines without dropping the balls? I'm Marcel Young, English teacher at Cultura Inglesa, and despite my inability to juggle more than two balls, I'm constantly attempting to juggle things like teaching, parenting, and running. Hi, my name is Willie Lin. I'm also a teacher at Cultura Inglesa. I've been a teacher for 23 years, and I have quite a lot of experience juggling work and life. Uh, and managing free time together with parental duties and work duties. And this is Cultura Inglesa Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Cultura Inglesa Podcast. So we're back. This is year three of Cultura Inglesa podcast, and this month, August 2023, a busy month, right? Father's Day last weekend, and our umbrella topic has been discipline. In the last episode, teacher Camille and I talked about discipline, building effective study habits. So if you haven't listened to it, just go and check it out. Now. The same question I asked Camila. Willie, would you uh, would you consider yourself a disciplined person? Uh, yes and no. Yes uh, and no. At, yes and no. At times, we have certain obligations and we have to fulfill those obligations. But if mm -hmm. it's uh, something that's not so much of an obligation, I tend to procrastinate. I, I can let things slide. I have to be honest, but when it comes to family and work obligations, uh, I believe I, I am quite disciplined, yes. Mm -hmm. But and how, how do you organize your routine, Willie? Are you uh, uh, the kind of person that writes things down? Do you have a, like a planner? Uh, do you write things on the wall? I say write things on the wall, I might sound uh, kind of unorthodox, but I, I do write things on, the, on, on, on my wall. I have this wall, I write everything I have to do, all the to-do lists and Uh, so how, how do you go about things, Willie? Do you, do you plan everything or just... When a, a list is needed, my wife tends to write that. <laughs> uh, to do that. <laughs> uh, but, can you, can you edit that list? Can you edit that list? No, it's usually quite inflexible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think once you establish a routine, uh, for example, the start of a semester, maybe we have... Uh, different times that we're teaching, times can change. But at, after you know a couple of weeks, you get into this routine, and it becomes something that is a standard. And you know what you have to do, when you have to do it, and how you have to do it. So you know, day to day, 
I don't tend to write lists or anything like that. But if the, there is something that I do have to remember, I will put it on my Google agenda, um, mm-hmm. like doctor's appointments, or if I have to take my daughter somewhere, or if there's something sort of extraneous to to my routine, I will make a note of that. But you know, day to day stuff, I don't tend to say what I have to do and make a timetable for for that daily routine. What about yourself? You, you, you said you, you like to make lists. Uh, I make lists. I make lists. I make the, there is a, there are different versions of those lists. There are different versions. I, as I said, I have a wall. Yeah. One of the walls here in the living room, uh, uh, we, we can write things on it. So we usually use a special paint. So it's more like, like, a, a, like a blackboard, like a, like a blackboard. Yeah. So we okay. can use chalks and we, we can write things. Uh, and then I, I usually make, uh, uh, yeah, uh, to do t- uh, things and you know, oh, I have to, yeah, doctor's appointment. I got doctor's appointment. I uh, some items that I have to buy at the supermarket this week, right? And this is the uh, unofficial, an official list, right? And there's another one that I uh, I also use Google Calendar because you know then I can use my phone, I can use my computer, so uh, it, it's it's more like a, a professional. Uh, agenda right because then, then all my classes all, all the meetings i have to to join so uh this is a way i found because i, I feel more uh kind of confident when i start the day and i just okay just let us check my planner to see if we, you know what's what i, what I have yeah uh, today so i don't forget I'm gonna, yeah i'm gonna kind of con- contradict myself um mm-hmm. You know, day-to-day routines, I don't tend to make lists, but for teaching, for my classes, I do make lists. I do a to-do list uh, at the beginning of the day before I start teaching what I need to pay attention to in each class uh, beyond planning the lesson, because that's already been done. Uh, Do I need to talk to a certain student about this or that? do I have to have to address certain issues uh, within the class? So yes, I do. I, ha- I have my my notebook. So for every class, I I have a lot of not the teaching plan, but the kind of outside of the teaching plan things that and I. That's have. The, and that's and the that, traditional that, paper paper uh, notebook that you use, right? Traditional paper okay. notebook. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And. I really have to do that because otherwise I would forget. Yeah, so maybe students have asked me for something extra or I have to talk to a student about something that they've asked me about previously or certain feedback that I didn't have a chance to give in a previous lesson that you know really would be pertinent to give in the next lesson. Yeah, we're we're talking about juggling, yes. And then when we teach, there are so many things that we have to worry about, right? That really is about students and the lesson and the next step of the lesson. And then also, yeah, that's that's why it's important to 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 take notes. So you, oh, uh, yeah, I cannot forget to talk about that particular thing with that particular student, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, this is something that I usually do as well. I take notes. Okay. Perhaps uh, one of my students didn't have the chance to speak that much. 
than the previous lesson. So I'll make sure that he, that he or she participates more in this class. Exactly. So this is something that yeah. um, I'm usually worried. Uh, I usually worry about right as well. Uh, Willie, uh, we are talking about yes. The topic of this episode is uh, uh, work and life balance, right? Uh, you are you are a father, right? Yes. You are a parent. You are a teacher. You are a uh, presumably a very busy teacher. Yes. Very. And you also have your stuff, right? You have your you. I don't know. You you have your hobbies, and then you have to take care of your. Uh, house and uh, deal with the house chores and so on and so forth. So, uh, tell us about a lot of how you organize your your routine uh, so you have time to uh, spend quality time with your family and then uh, do your job effectively and you know do the things you like as well. Uh, enjoy some me time if that's necessary. Yeah, I, I think it's. It's about prioritizing what's important to you at that moment you know so uh, obviously we have family obligations we have work obligations and sometimes it's it, it can be really challenging to find a balance between the two so the the trick is to try to prioritize and not let one dominate the other And you know, as you said, trying to find the balance. Uh, how I do that, I kind of improvise. You know, play it by ear. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a very fluid dynamic, isn't it? Because uh, it's ever changing. So sometimes, for various reasons, family obligations might weigh heavier than work obligations, and vice versa. Uh, we have busier moments, like. For example, at the beginning of the semester, we tend to have uh, quite a few more work obligations. We have to send emails to the students. We have to contact students. We have to, you know, do lots of other stuff apart from just teaching. And then other times there could be things in the family where, you know, somebody gets ill or somebody has extra activities like my daughter or something like that. And we, so, It's it's all about improvising, you know. It's, it's something that's quite challenging to plan for. I don't, what's your experience on this, Marcel? I, I do agree with you. With uh, we we have to improvise. We have to think on our feet. But oftentimes we also well, the umbrella topic is discipline, right? So we, mm -hmm. we have yeah. to be disciplined. That's why I like lists. So I have this massive list of things that okay, I have to teach a lot. I have to walk the dog. And then I have to uh, cook lunch. I have to make lunch. I have to take my daughters to school. And some of them are non-negotiable. For example, yeah, I have to walk my dog every day. If I don't walk my dog every day, you know, uh, she's gonna literally destroy my house. And and oftentimes we fall into that horrible trap of prioritizing work okay because uh, because I'm working I don't have time for anything else and students they often complain about that right oh Marcel yes. I don't have time to study I don't have time to do exercise on platform or 
I don't have time to read anything in English because I'm always working. And yeah. I'm not questioning that whether or not you should, you know, spend eight or ten or twelve hours working every day. But uh, at the same time I, that we, sorry, I think this is where discipline comes in. You mentioned that mm -hmm. word discipline. Um, mm -hmm. It's very easy to say you don't have time. It's a matter of making time, and that, that's the connection with discipline, I think. Uh, so when people say, oh, I don't have time to do the Plataforma Gamificada, I, I, I think maybe they're giving an excuse, because mm -hmm. nobody works 24 hours a day. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it's more a case that uh, they're reluctant to actually take that time. And let's be honest, these exercises on the, the platform of Gamificada, they don't take long. It's going to be a maximum of 15, 20 minutes to do that day's activities. Uh, so yeah. I, I think it would be very unusual for a person to not have, let's say, half an hour that they could dedicate to that. And I, it, this is where the discipline is. I, I think they're reluctant to actually say, okay, I need to do this and set aside the time for that. Uh, do you agree? Because it's not, always, it's not as always as pleasant as spending half an hour on social media, for example. Exactly. Because right? everybody has time for social media. Yes, they do. Whenever whenever students complain about, oh, having to do their homework or, oh, teacher, I don't have time. Okay, but how long have you spent on social media this week? I mean, how long have you spent on... You know, how much time have I spent on Instagram or TikTok, Twitter, whatever? You know, and they always give that, you know, smile. Say, oh, teacher, yeah, you got me there. And I, so it's I, a, think, it's a, I think it's all a matter of choice, right? Yeah. And I think the challenge to us teachers is to try and make these activities as attractive as spending half an hour on Instagram, for example. So, mm -hmm. and, you know, um, asserting the value that this brings to the to the learner and what benefit they can they can get from this interesting that uh, she always advises her students to find something they like like a topic they like or topics they they, they would normally go after right so I don't know if you're into football or ballet or music whatever find a topic that you like and then okay uh, all right I need to practice my listening skills or my reading skills so and today there is YouTube, right, or Instagram. We can find whatever we want. Or let's say I want to listen. I want to listen to a podcast in English. And I told Camila last class because I'm really in. I'm really into sports. I like basketball. I like football. And I always listen to podcasts about basketball. For example, I was listening to a, an hour and a half episode last week about NBA. Which for some people could be could sound really really crazy or you know uh, like a waste of time, but this is something that I'm really interested in. So for me, it isn't a burden. It's not like oh, I'm 
sitting here for an hour and a half listening to something that I don't like, but I have to. So it's quite the opposite. This is why I like podcasts, because you, you can put your earphones in, go to Spotify, choose your, your, your podcast, and go about your daily life. As long as you don't have to communicate. Okay. Like You can go wash the dishes, walk the dog, as you said. I love to listen to a podcast while I'm walking the dog. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's a matter of, as you said, having the discipline, setting it aside that time. And it's also some me time because you're doing something that you are particularly interested in. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's something that I think is important, you know, rather than just thinking about your external obligations, you also have an obligation to yourself. Yeah to do the thing, find the time to do the things that you are personally interested in. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, in the first in the first two episodes, I I, I, I mentioned um, an, an interview with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? The Terminator. Somebody asked him, because he was like, he's like 75, right? And somebody asked me, oh, uh, Arnold, why do, why do you still go to the gym every day, right? And his answer was, oh, because I brush my teeth every day. Yeah, so uh, what he meant was this. Sometimes we we do things just because we have to. I mean, uh, if, if that becomes an option, then we might not do it, right? Yeah, so, it can easily uh, fall by the wayside, yeah. Yeah, as I said, because oh, sometimes if, if we use that conditional, right? If I have time tomorrow, I will do some exercise on platform. I will study a little bit of Spanish or French. But this, if I have time, well, right. Uh, the famous if, the if is the problem. Because that's the problem. That, that's already introducing doubt into the equation. So, mm-hmm. so if I have time, probably means you're not going to do it, in my experience. And that, I'm talking personally here you know if if i personally say oh if i have time i'm probably not going to do it mm-hmm. yeah yes try, try asking this question to your missus uh if i have time i'll take you <laughs> out <laughs> no. yeah if i have time no, no. she will say you, no you're gonna make time yeah. <laughs> that's it some of the things we, we, we just have to to do uh and yeah and, and students uh I feel that we have to kind of uh, teach our students not only the language, right? We, we need to teach them how to go about their study habits or their study routines, right? Yeah. Uh, we have to show last in the, in the previous episodes, we were talking about consistency, right? Whatever you do, you have to be consistent, right? I mean, uh, you're talking about walking the dog. You have to do it every day. Right or sometimes twice a day, three times a day. How, how often do you walk your dog? With uh, once a day at least. At least. Okay. At least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, I have time, have <laughs> if I have the time, if I have time, it's twice. But but genuinely speaking, you know, I, because she's a very active dog, and mm-hmm. if if she doesn't get enough exercise, um, it's not that, as you said, she will. Do, destroy the house but she she kind of looks depressed yeah mm-hmm. because she really loves walking so oh. she, she puts that miserable puppy face right like oh please yeah. Yes, yeah. take me for a walk and uh when you when you decide when what time do you usually walk your dog 
you do it like early in the morning? Uh, now, yes, because on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have class very early. So usually immediately after the class, I take her out. And then I have an, uh, another break in the afternoon and I'll take mm -hmm. her again. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, always two walks. Uh, but usually in the morning, yes. And, and I'm pretty sure that you, you, you don't keep thinking about, oh, shall I take them for a walk or not? I mean, you don't overthink about this. You just, no, no. you know, just grab her leash and go, right? So, yeah. As Arnold, is, Schwartz said, as Arnold said, it's like brushing your teeth. It has to be done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like taking a shower. You know, do we think, oh, should I take a shower or not? No, you, you just usually go straight ahead and, and take a shower. Yes. So some and of we these... Are, yeah. I think what we are, we're both... Sorry? Non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. It's like changing the nappies, right? Changing yes. nappies, uh, diaper. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we are both past that stage. Thank God. I believe okay. you're, you're quite relieved about... Uh, but if you remember those days, well, we had to change nappies, we had to, you know, to, 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 you know uh, and sometimes in the middle of the night, right? We had to wake up in the middle of the night to do things that we didn't, I mean, weren't so excited about, right? Yeah. Yes. And uh, off the top of your head, any other tips that you would have for students in order to kind of organize their routines and balance their study work life routines yeah obviously they're attending classes at a certain time usually twice a week or if it's saturdays or fridays it's a double class once a week but try and establish a time where you can actually focus on extra because Let's face it, you know, to effectively learn a language, it's not just about being present in the class twice a week for one hour, 15 minutes. There is some extra effort that needs to be put in, uh, whether it be doing the, the platform or, or whether, you know, reading or listening to a podcast or something, actively exposing yourself to English or even practicing English, finding a friend or a family member that you could speak English to. Um, so find a slot for that and stick to it and try and establish a, a routine. So maybe at weekend or maybe some evening where you don't have so many obligations. That's my advice. And stick yes. to that. Yeah, Stick to that. And uh, I, I think they can always do the same things they normally do in, let's say, in Portuguese. The, those things could be done in English. I mean, for example, we, we always mention like social media, right? They are all, okay, they're all Instagram and they only follow Portuguese speakers on Instagram. That They, they could start following, you know, English speaking uh, 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 celebrities or, you know, English speaking users that Post things in English, and they can they can create this routine of always like reading uh, posts in English. Always okay. I want to buy. I like cooking as well, so I don't know watch some Me YouTube too. videos. 
recipes in in English, right? So do it this, uh, make this part of your routine, okay? Uh, something that you consider to be pleasant, enjoyable, that you wouldn't have to, you know, pose like, oh, should I do it or not? Oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not in the mood or oh, it's too much hassle to do this. And so, okay, just insert that in your, yeah. Yeah, it's about finding something that piques your interest. And f as you said, follow that in English rather than taking the easy way out and, you know, focusing on the Portuguese. So if you, as you said, if you enjoy cooking, you can watch YouTube videos, mm -hmm. uh, tutorials about cooking and, and find recipes on the Internet in English. Whatever your hobby is, whether you like football or basketball, as you said as well. And I think it just I'm just thinking about a conversation that I had with a student yesterday, right? I was talking about setting realistic goals, right, and aligning expectations because she was kind of she wasn't complaining about uh, doing exercises on on platform, but she said, "Oh, yeah," she was complaining about the, her, her lack of time, right? And I said, "Well, perhaps you you don't you're not expected to do it every single day for an hour, right? You don't have to." Nobody has time for that. So if that's your goal, that's perhaps why you're getting frustrated, right? So if you say, okay, what's your, tell me something that's realistic. To, okay, teacher, I only have time to do it twice a week for 15 minutes. And I told her, oh, okay, if that's what you have, and okay, if you do it every week, that's a great thing, right? If you do it twice a week for 15 minutes. I I had an interesting conversation with a student as well this week, and it involved anxiety. Mm. And she was very anxious about getting everything done. Uh -huh. uh, and to be quite honest with you, I had don't know if I helped her so much. I, I, I found some difficulty in giving her tips uh, because her problem was she was getting very anxious about the obligations with English, doing the LXP, this kind of thing. And she, she was putting off the activities because the anxiety was preventing her from beginning. And I was kind of at, at a loss of words as to try and help her. Well, Marcel, what would you advise somebody in that situation? I mean, how, how could we as teachers reduce this anxiety that maybe raises the effective filter and prevents people from getting it done? Yeah. It's like ensuring that it's okay not to, I mean, you don't have, again, you don't have to do it every day. You don't have to study for two hours, three times a week. Yes, because yeah. that's, that's, if that's your expectation, I mean, reality will kind of crush you, right? And then you're going to be, even more anxious, you're going to become even more anxious, even more depressed, and then uh, it, you, you get to this fork row where, and then you say, okay, uh, should I continue the way that I've been doing or should I quit? Yeah. And oftentimes, instead of just reducing the workload, or yeah. they just, okay, you know what, uh, I'm not going to do it anymore. Okay, and can I, on, on this topic, can, can I go back to lists? You said you like to make lists. Mm 
Yeah. And uh, something I find frustrating is that when I make a list, a to-do list, and I don't get some of the stuff done, it kind of creates this bad feeling of non-achievement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have that experience? So, for example, yeah, you make yeah, a yeah. list of things to do. For me, that's a kind of negative side of making of making a list. Is that if you don't get everything done on the list, I, I have this kind of feeling of failure. But that's uh, that, I, I never aim for a hundred percent. But if yeah. I get done like I don't know seven out of ten things, uh, uh, it, it's okay. Uh, and sometimes I do. It, I even, I've been doing it when I'm on vacation or uh, on Sundays, for example. There are things that, oh, I want to walk the dog, take my daughters to the park. I want to cook something, I don't know, bake a cake, I don't know, whatever. And if I accomplish, let's say, most of them, I feel that my day has been a productive day. Okay. Okay. So, okay, it wasn't 100%, but let's say 60%, 70%, it is still a pass mark, right? It is still, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, cut off mark so uh, i'm happy with that yeah if i happen to get a 100 well that's 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 great so and uh when tomorrow comes when the next day comes and i have to make another list sometimes i forget to make my list but that's okay i will be more realistic say okay uh i won't be able to that i won't be able to do that because thursdays are quite busy Nice for me. So perhaps I should, you know, edit a little bit. So yeah, and that kind of fits in with what you said previously to your students yeah. about expectations. You know, if you if you yeah. set the bar really high, that's in terms of expectations, you're going to be frustrated. I, I feel that's the thing. So I think we we as teachers we have to help them align their own expectations and set realistic goals. As mm-hmm. uh, otherwise, you know, they just. You know, they will get more and more frustrated and depressed. Yes, to kind of sum up our topic today of work-life balance with the, under the umbrella of discipline, I, th- I think that the key factor is being real, realistic. You've got to get real. Yeah. Yes. What, you know, and, and really focusing on what is the priority? What is your goal? What do you hope to achieve and how, how you can get there? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 that's a great, that was a great talk. Anything else? Uh, really? No? I'm done. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for How Do You Say, the part of our show in which we ask each other vocabulary questions related to the conversation we just had. So, uh, Willie, let me start. You said, uh, use this expression, fall by the wayside uh, during a conversation. Uh, uh, what do you mean by it? In the context that we were talking about, uh, it means things that don't get done basically because they get ignored or forgotten about. Mm-hmm. So they fall by the wayside. They don't get done because of whatever reason you you haven't remembered or 
you haven't paid sufficient attention. You couldn't be bothered. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. that's a great word. I like that. And Marcel, uh, you mentioned the word burden. How could you maybe explain that in another way? What do you mean by burden? Well, burden can be a heavy load that you have to carry, right? Or uh, something uh, unpleasant or difficult that you have to deal with, right? So we carry, uh, if you carry a burden, for example, it means that you are struggling to do something or to achieve something uh, because you have to deal with, you know, this problem or this situation before, okay? Or something that holds you back, right? Okay. So, and then, uh, Willie, you uh, said at a loss for words. I really like that. Can you explain to our listeners uh, what you meant? Okay. When you at, at a loss for words means you don't know what to say. Maybe because you are shocked. Um, maybe because you don't have any knowledge of what somebody is asking you. Um, so it's basically... You, you don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. It's like when I forgot my our wedding anniversary once, you know, I oh, was... Oh, you, you were definitely yes, at a loss for words I was there. lost for words and not, not only that, I was also stuttering and uh, shaking and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> my heart man. In the dog house, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so Marcel, in our conversation, you were talking about when our, our daughters were younger and you had to change nappies or diapers. What are nappies or, or diapers? And we have two words here. What, what is the difference between the two? Well, the difference, I mean, if you, if you go to New York, California, right, and uh, in the United States, right, people usually uh, use the word diapers, right? Uh, for like, where you have to change the baby's diapers, you have to buy diapers, right? And in the UK, right, uh, people usually refer as nappies. I don't know. Uh, am I am I right, Willie? Because you you are you are British, right? So can you? Yeah, we, we say nappies. Uh, you say nappies. Yeah, but I think yeah. uh, very much because of the the sort of uh, cultural domination by the US because of music and movies and series. Uh, I think diapers probably is being used much more than it was in the past mm -hmm. uh, and students get surprised when you teach the word nappies right because they usually if they if they know the word they they usually know as diapers right so oh, oh i didn't know that nappies yeah, yeah. was also possible so unless you've you've been in the uk you spent time in the uk or yes you had to actually go to a pharmacy in the uk to buy nappies which was my case i because I, I remember once asking for diapers and they were like oh you mean nappies so i said oh i'll never forget that <laughs> yeah in the uk everybody will know what you're talking about if you say diapers but uh on the contrary if you go to the us and you go to a pharmacy and ask for nappies there's a good chance they will not know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah because of cultural exposure Yes. And if you haven't heard these terms in our conversation, you may listen to this episode again and try to spot them off. Well, it was great to talk to Willie. Follow us on Spotify and please leave your comments about this episode. 
would love to know your opinions. We are also on Instagram at Cultura Inglesa Oficial. And once again, thank you very much, Willie. It was a great pleasure. I wish I had more time. Uh, I'm pretty sure that we could be talking for hours here. So, and I hope to, you know, talk to you again in some other episode. Okay, thank you, Marcel. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for new chapters of the Cultura Inglesa podcast.